And let's get it started. Just like the song says, we're going to try to provide you with the most exciting mortgage show today. I mean, can a mortgage show even be exciting? It's about mortgages. That's boring. Well, here's the truth. This is what I learned. Almost everybody needs a mortgage. And even if you don't have a mortgage, we have some advice on here for you today. I'm Michael Mullis, president of Mortgage Teacher, and we're going to do what we always do. We're going to teach you interesting ways to save you interest. So as you know, I work with Mortgage Teacher. Uh, You can look us up online. Please do. Thank you very much, London and surrounding area. Read the reviews. That is you guys talking about us, and that's what's helping us grow. So thank you, thank you, thank you for all of you that have used Mortgage Teacher. And what the heck is Mortgage Teacher? Well, here's what we're going to talk about today's show. I'll take you a couple seconds on what Mortgage Teacher is. We'll talk about some of the new rules and get ready to have your minds blown because that's what you're going to get. And then outside of that, we're going to talk about some new strategies of a lot of a lot of people are doing to make that mortgage tax deductible. And, and like I said, we get a lot of calls in the office and they call and say, you know, I'm looking for the lowest interest rate. Well, I know that people. I have never yet to this day in 20 years had a phone call and say, hey, what's the highest mortgage rate you got? We know you want the lowest rate, but let me reverse that. Do you really want the lowest interest rate or do you want to find a way to pay the least amount of interest? Interesting question, huh? So first of all, again, as I said before, I'm Michael Mollis, president of Mortgage Teacher. You can look us up at mortgageteacher.com. We are taking questions live always on Twitter at Mortgage Teacher. And you can dial us up, 226-289-2991. Like I mentioned, we want to talk about a little bit what Mortgage Teacher does. And I always get shocked. We got some real estate agents out there and, and you know, some advisors. And, and here's, here's what I want to say. Guys, I'm sorry, but I'm sick and tired of being sold. Do you know what I mean? Is the advice we're getting really in our best interest or are we always dealing with a salesman? So I'm going to go right after the real estate agents listening out there because here's what's going on in our London market. I know the real estate agents, we want more than asking price. We want bidding wars. We want that Toronto market. No, we don't. We're not the same down here. It's aggravating going in. I, it's great if you're selling your house and getting more money, but in all honesty, here's what's happening. It's starting to settle down. The rules have changed, which we'll get into that. The rates have increased. We'll get into that. But these are all indicators to slow down the real estate market, the stress test. They want to calm it down because we don't, down in London here, we do not want multiple offers. We don't want you to have to go buy a house, put an offer in at asking, and it ends up going for 40000 more. Again, congratulations for that who sold it. But here's what I'm running into. And here's where you, real estate agents, if you're tuning in, you need a bit of a gut check and an ethics check. Because we all know that it gets paid on commission. So we had a couple clients in this week and here's what happened. They're, they bought a house, put an offer in, they were the only ones, and we can't get an appraisal to match the value of that house. Therefore, literally due to the comparables, the client is told that, I don't know if you're getting this house for what you should. Let's say it was, you know, 430000 He's got it for 460000 There wasn't multiple offers. This was just a good deal per se. It's not, well, it, they were, they got their asking price a little bit less. And the problem is there's no comparables. So the financing is fine. The person's good to go, except a lot, many people are arguing that huh, it might not be worth that. So please, 
make sure your real estate agent is looking out for your best interest. And what I mean by that, if your realtor is working for you, all day long they should be trying to bring that price down. Not trying to say, well, we better get the house and go in high. There's only one offer. <laughs> My, the way I was brought up, come in low and try, and then we meet in the middle. That's the way London real estate is. So there's step one. If you have a realtor that, you know, I, I want to make sure that you're looking out for your best interests. Now, let's talk about that. When they suggest getting mortgage financing. So say you haven't got pre-approved or pre-educated or even pre-qualified at all, and you start talking to a realtor to go buy a house. Here's my question. Do you want to deal with one institution? Or do you want to shop around and see what institution has the best product for you? Now, I'll give you an example. Say you're shopping for a vehicle. Can we all agree that the vehicle is the second biggest purchase in life? You know, do you go into the Ford dealership because you want a Ford? Or do you look online for the most, you know, the, the best pickup truck and you start doing your research on which one has the best mileage and safety rating? Are you looking for an economy car? So you're looking for something that saves on gas. So you're looking for a cheap automobile that way. It depends. But what sort of service do you use to do your research? Reviews online? Consumerreports.com is a good online. These are unbiased avenues to teach you about the vehicle. And then you go and buy your car from there. And that's exactly why we see these dealerships. They don't just carry one brand of car anymore. Now, when you go into a dealership, for example, I always hear Strickland's on the radio. You go to Strickland's or Finchie's or Downey, any of those ones here, they deal with multiple brands of car, don't they? Exactly. And why do they do that? So you, the consumer, have variety. So why on the second or the biggest purchase in your life, the, your house, which let's agree, how much interest do the banks make off of us? Why would you get quotes from one institution? Well, that's why we have Mortgage Teacher. Whether it's one of the 36 banks, yes, I said that correct, there's 36 companies that have an off-sea status that's called a bank. And when you're a bank, you can earn an income on selling a mortgage, selling a line of credit. Heck, they make money off of our savings accounts, our investments, GICs, mutual funds. What I'm saying, people, is when you are status bank, you have multiple streams of income. So let's set those 36 companies aside. So you as a Canadian have 36 banks to choose from. I mean, we all know the big five. That's easy. Heck, I'm, I'm in the TD Tower right now. I got to be honest. Right? But what about National Bank? That's a good-sized bank, and there's actually two branches here in London, Ontario, but not everyone heard of them. Equity Bank, Laurentian Bank, these are all other banks, okay? Let's set them aside. Then we have trust companies. What's a trust company? Well, here's what the banks tell you. They're like, oh, don't let a mortgage broker set you up with one of these people you don't know. You don't know them because they don't pay all the big marketing costs to get in front of your face. They create smart, good products for you to look at. Now, here's what I mean. A trust company only earns an income on mortgages. One stream of income. So how the heck does First National, if you look them up in the, in the media, they funded $100 billion in residential mortgages. That's not a small lender, people. That is not small at all. And they only do it in mortgages. Okay? So how do they make their mortgage stand out from one of these big banks? The best visual I have is picture a nice roast and cut the fat off of it. You know, maybe it's a little bit cheaper rate. Maybe it's more flexibility to put money down when you like. And one of the biggest differences, 
Maybe it's a lot cheaper to get away from that mortgage. Now, let's set the trust companies aside. I mean, maybe you've heard of them, a lot of them. First National, MCAP, Resmore Trust. These are the big players in Canada. Let's set them aside. Because down here in southwestern Ontario, we have credit unions. Our friends over at Libro, they're really local. Downstairs in the building here, you see your neighborhood credit union. These are credit unions, and sometimes, say you're dealing with a small town around London, for example, Grand Ban or Tilsonburg or even out St. Thomas, Port Stanley Way, if you're dealing with those areas, sometimes a credit union might give you a better deal than even a bank. Okay? So that's what Mortgage Teacher is. We get to shop around and help teach you all the difference between these. I, we don't care which one you want to pick. I mean, we kind of crack jokes out here and say, hey, we don't really like any bank. We just have to pick one and help you out with that. So that's what we're going to cover today. So that's the difference. If you want to look us up, and please read the reviews. It's unbiased. Free. Look us up at mortgageteacher.com. Give us a shout. 226-289-2991. I'm Michael Mollis. We'll go to news break and be right back in one moment.